And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky. I'm an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Mauk and Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys who focus on serving the body of Christ. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, nonprofit administration to religious freedom. You can find more about us by going to Malk Baker, that's M A U C K B A K E R dot com, or call 312 726 1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on developments about faith and the law. Today, our guest is Pastor Robert Rand of Park Community Church, and we're doing, and we're going to discuss ways to give ex-offenders a second chance in the workforce. Pastor Rob will tell us why, as followers of Jesus, this is part of our call. Pastor Rand, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry, and why giving ex-offenders a second chance is important to you? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, my name is Pastor Robert Rand, and and I currently am myself was an ex-offender. You know, when I was at the age of 17, you know, I committed a crime and I, I did my time in prison. And since then, 20 years later, I have several degrees and uh, master's being uh, my highest level of education. Uh, why is it important, I think, to give ex-offenders an opportunity? I believe that just um, it has very different um, levels where where an ex-offender could come out and have hope to move forward. Our ministry, we do several different type of uh, ministries. We do one, it's we partner with a ministry called C24, and we call, are called God Seekers, and that's a ministry exclusively ministering to the young men in the high-risk areas. And what we do is we give them hope through the Word of God. We have a basketball fellowship, and then we try to partner with other local organizations to get young men opportunities for employment, and that's been pretty well. All right, can you tell me a little bit about your own experience in in terms of leaving prison? Oh, my own? Okay, not a problem at all. Well, I think one of my things, um, returning back home as a returning citizen, I think that my own personal experience is several times I went looking for gainful employment, and unfortunately, um, because of my background for the poor decisions I made when I was 17, a lot of doors were closed. I could not find gainful employment, and it was almost a two-month um, run where I was looking for employment every single day, and not one opportunity opened up to ultimately God open an opportunity for me. And what did it feel like when you you know, would go out day after day and uh, you know, doors would be closed in your face? It was, it was quite frustrating. Um, you know, being a believer, I believe God had given me a great opportunity, 
you know, to come back out and make a difference in society. And as I would go out every single day and, and the doors would shut, discouragement would set in. And I'd have to keep reminding myself, you know, that God was going before me and was going to give me an opportunity, even though society was reluctant. And it even got to the point where I was so frustrated after almost two months of seeking gainful employment and no doors open, where I just, you know, gave it to God and said, Lord, you got to do something for me. I'm broke. I have no money, you know. What am I going to do? And then the Lord opened the door. Well, you, you say uh, you were a believer then. Uh, how did you become a believer? I gave my life to Jesus Christ in prison. Um, a few years after I was incarcerated, as uh, many believers, uh, there are strong men of God that are in prison that are evangelizing. And um, one particular man named uh, Paul, he discipled me. He brought the gospel of Christ to me. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I've never looked back. And so that's a, a good reason for uh, Christians to do prison ministry, isn't it? It's an awesome reason, because those are invaluable seeds that they're depositing for men that will be coming home. So it's like it's their great opportunity to live out the Great Commission by bringing those seeds of hope to men that are incarcerated, that are broken. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of the law firm of Malkin Baker. We're speaking with Pastor Rand of Park Community Church about giving ex-offenders a second chance after they're released from prison. Why is it important? You've told us why it's important for the ex-offender, but why is it important for the public in general, and particularly Christians, to be concerned about this issue? Because for Christians, um, for one, and this is my own personal experience, I've applied for several um, Christian organ- jobs with Christian organizations, and even with my background, um, they would turn me away. And I, I thought that was pretty sad for a Christian organization who believed Jesus Christ can transform lives but won't give an opportunity for someone that's in prison. And I said, what a poor testimony to the church or a Christian organization if we don't reach out and give uh, an opportunity to one of our brothers that have changed their life radically. And... Uh... Matthew 25, I think, has something to to say about this, doesn't it? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Yeah, Matthew 25, uh, asking uh, uh, asking where Jesus asked, you know, when did you visit me while you were in prison? Absolutely. And and, and Jesus questioned them because he wanted us as believers to, to realize what we do to the least of them is what we say how, and how we honor God in our everyday lives that we say we live as Christians. And, and there, there are none of us as Christians who are not sinners, who have not been sinners in our lives. Isn't that right? That is so true that no matter what level of, uh, of sin that we're, what we want to call sin, the Bible tells us exclusively we are all sinners and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we might not have murdered somebody, but we might have murdered them in our thoughts. We might, have, we might not have stole something, but we might have stole something in just taking things from work that we're not supposed to. And we say, well, it's not really stealing. I'm just taking it, you know. So there are ways that we do, do infractions and break the laws, but we try to justify them, like, oh, it's not as bad as his. Yeah, yeah. And and yet uh, Paul in Romans uh, said, in effect, if you break one part of the law, you've breaking, breaking all of the law. So uh, Christianity is about uh, receiving forgiveness. Isn't that right? That's absolutely right. 
And that's a central piece of the gospel. Without forgiveness, we wouldn't have the gospel. The gospel is the good news. The good news of what? That Jesus Christ came for broken people like us who have made poor decisions and made bad mistakes in life, that he would come and forgive us. And all we have to do is receive him. And that's the premise of all Christianity, that we're saying that, hey, there's this God that loves us. And no matter what we do, he's willing to extend his hand to us and forgive us. That's pretty awesome. And he also asked us to forgive others. Isn't that right? That is true. He, you know, forgive others. You know, we, we want God to forgive us, but we have to extend that same forgiveness to other people. All right. And uh, if uh, an ex-offender coming out of uh, prison, one of the concerns, of course, is recidivism, where some of these ex-offenders will go back into crime. And uh, how does getting a job when you get out uh, help to avoid that? Well, what it does, it, it creates a sense of hope. A lot of times when you go into prison for whatever broken situation that you're in, you know, you, you come out and it's like your new beginning. And when you come out trying to, to get a new beginning, one of the first things that you need, you need a source of income. And where are you going to get it? And if there's an opportunity for a job where I don't have to look back at a life of crime, that's going to deter me. And then having the hope of Jesus Christ inside of me, that's going to keep me focused in, in where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, where is your where is your own ministry now at Park Community Church? What are you doing there? Well, I'm the outreach pastor for North Rogers Park, and what that consists of is just reaching the broken people and plugging them in to the church, where there can be hope and healing that embraces them when they come to our community of faith. And do you uh, deal with a lot of ex offenders in your ministry? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, we do. With our gang outreach ministry, We it's our basketball ministry that we have, the God Seeker C24. Um, I would say 70% of the men that are coming to the basketball have been incarcerated or have been locked up in the Cook County Department of Corrections at one time or another. All right. And what do you try to do with, with these men, particularly, who are in this situation? Well, the, the first thing that we, we always try to do is bring them the hope of Jesus Christ into their life, because we understand that Jesus Christ is the ultimate factor in transitioning someone into a life of productivity. Outside of Jesus Christ, that brokenness will keep us from striving for real and true change, because only real and true change comes from a transformation of the heart. So that's the first thing that we do is we start dealing with the heart issues, and the heart issues comes by us bringing the gospel of Christ to the young men. The second thing is we build their trust up by through a basketball fellowship. We bring these young men in, we create conversations with them, we fellowship with them having basketball. We don't look at them because they're a part of a gang or because they came out of prison. We look to them as brothers in Christ, and we, we strive to give them that feeling of equality with us, saying, look, you're one of us, brother. You know, God has a purpose and a plan, and we're always speaking positive into their life. But not only that, we want to take it to the next level and is try to help these guys get jobs. And what we do is we reach out to ministry partners, whether they're churches, whether they're Christian employers, and we say, hey, we got young men that are looking for a job. Can you help them? And we believe that by doing that, it creates the hope, not only of a transformed heart, but the ability to provide for your family, because that's one of the biggest complaints to, to people that have been coming in and out of prison, is they can't get a sustainable job to provide for their family, and that's what keeps driving them back. Well, thank you very much. We're going to take a break now, and when we come back, we will be talking about more ways to give ex-offenders 
a second chance in gaining employment, and how you, as a Christian, can help ex-offenders return to society. I'm Whit Brisky of Malkin Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky, a partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Pastor Robert Rand of Park Community Church, and we're discussing practical ways to assist ex-offenders integrate back into society and how Christians can help with that. Uh, Now, Pastor, uh, can you tell the Christian employers who are listening to this broadcast what they can do in their own businesses to help ex-offenders? Well, I think the the first and foremost is, is really consider the character of the person applying for the job and not just, you know, maybe a criminal background that he might have disclosed that he has. And by doing this, I think that, that really um, creates that opportunity to live out the Christian life and really open up opportunities for the young men that are there. And uh, if if you're given an opportunity as an ex-offender uh, to work for somebody, what's what's your attitude toward uh, your employer? I think that the Bible clearly teaches us that when we do work, you know, for our employers, that we do with a spirit of excellence, because I think that's what God requires of us, so that we work, you know, as we're working for the Lord and not just for a regular person. All right. And uh, can uh, uh, if, a pa- if a business owner is looking for a way to help ex-offenders, is there a way that he can reach out to you or someplace else to, uh, to, for that opportunity? Sure, absolutely. He can call me on my phone at 773-744-0906. He can email me at robertrand at parkcommunitychurch.org, and I'll be more than willing to plug him in with great young men that are looking for viable employment. Well, that's good. Recently, both uh, Chicago and the state of Illinois have passed ban-the-box laws. Can you explain what those are and and what those mean for ex-offenders? Sure. A ban the box is just common sense legislation. And what it does is it's it's part of the Fair Employment Act where it gives ex-offenders the opportunity to apply for a job without allowing the stigma of having his criminal record stop him from even being considered for an opportunity. That way the employer, he'll get really a first-hand view of the possible candidate for the job. And what ban the box does is just gives you that opportunity to have that interview without being discarded because of a uh, conviction on your your past background. So uh, what is the box you're talking about? Well, the the box, I'm banned the box, it's that box that says, have you ever been convicted of a felony? And then you have to check it nine out of ten times when employees are going through um, applications, they just automatically discard it. So I don't want to deal with this. So they just pitch it in the trash and never give possibly a great candidate that opportunity to secure gainful employment. So now in Illinois, employers uh, can't have a box or a place on their employment application that's, that says, have you ever been convicted of, a, of a, an offense? Is that right? Right. That's for companies that have uh, 15 or more employees. 
And yeah, they cannot have that. But they can ask it in the interview process, but they just can't have it on the application. Just will give a fair opportunity for everyone. Right. And that and that allows the employer to get ex- exposure to these candidates rather than discarding them uh, right at, off the bat. And, uh, and by the way, the Chicago law, uh, ban the box law, is extended to employers with fewer than 15 employees. So it covers everybody in the city of Chicago. Oh, wow. So that's, that's a good thing for, for them. And uh, uh, is there other legislative action that you'd like to see in this area? Absolutely. One of the, the ones that I would love to see, um, I would love to see that after 10 years of someone's incarceration being free out of um, their, regul- regula- um, their obligations to the Department of Corrections, after 10 years after they're done with parole, if, if an offender has not committed another crime, I believe no matter what level of offense it should be, that offense, that offense should be sealed. I would love to see that legislation because you have great intelligent people that have made mistakes when they were very young, and because of that mistake have been limited in the type of career choices they're able to make. All right. And, uh, and, and that would, in effect, uh, uh, not allow employers after that time to take the criminal record into account in hiring. Is that correct? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and would there be any conditions on, uh, on that, for example, being uh, avoiding any further criminal offense or uh, staying out of trouble for that period? Well, yes. I mean, that, that would be smart sense legislation to, to have something like that. But I think that if, if you have a repeat offender, it's not going to come at intervals of 10 years. They're going to uh, repeat an offense right away. The, the people that are not getting in trouble and they're not recommitting offenses are people that have really, whether they're Christians or not, have transformed their lives for the better, have got some type of educational training, and really are trying to just provide for their family. And I think as a society, we do a, a misjustice if we don't give that opportunity. And especially if we're Christian people, I think we cannot possibly say that we're being incarnational Christ if we don't forgive at that type of level and say, you know, that doesn't matter that you made a mistake. But we're going to look at what you're doing right now to make a difference. Good. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Whit Brisky of the firm of Malkin Baker, and we're speaking with Pastor Robert Rand of Park Community Church and uh, about ways of helping ex-offenders gain a second chance. In this last segment, we will discuss what factors might cause an employer to reject ex-offenders and what might be done to help ex-offenders get that second chance. Uh, Pastor, uh, do you think that rejection of ex-offenders by employers is always due to prejudice, or do you think that uh, part of it might be a fear of getting sued by uh, another employee or a customer? Well, I think it's just fear. It's a phobia that this ex-offender is going to do something that's going to be a liability to a business. I mean, um, so yes, I would say, yeah, in fear of, of being sued or having some type of legal obligation against them. So it, it may not always be um, uh, that the employer is prejudiced, but just that he has these fears, and it's important to try to overcome these, right? Right, and I think that the, what what happens is a lot of employers they have they have good intention to bring the most qualified candidates to the table. I just think that the media over sensationalizes ex offenders and, and and prison, and what it does it creates a phobia 
that you know that you're just scared possibly not even of a liability just having someone of where you'll term them like that working for me Mm -hmm. and of course it's a lot easier uh when you've particularly in a tough economy like we have now uh where you've got uh um you know could have tons of applications for only a, a few spots just to be able to eliminate a lot of them uh by their criminal records and they're they're out the door without even a chance right Exactly. Exactly. Why take on a liability when the economy is struggling and you can go somewhere else for other um, candidates? Mm -hmm. Do you think it might be helpful as an additional legislative uh, uh, effort to provide some indemnification or some uh, protection from liability for the employer? Do you think that would make it easier for him to to hire an ex-offender? I, I would. I, I do think that it, that would be a help, maybe give a, a bonding saying, you know, the state, you know, because part of uh, our rehabilitative focus with the, the Department of Corrections, we want to bond ex-offenders coming out. So that way it takes away the liability from the company and puts it on like a bonding, which is like an insurance that will just cover any type of offense that might occur. And that might give um, imp- um, people that are hiring a more at ease feeling when they're hiring an ex-offender. Mm-hmm. And are there are there other things uh, beyond employment and that would help ex-offenders reintegrate into society and and become um, uh, productive members of that society? Absolutely. I mean, I think that whenever the the government officials that are writing legislation. Uh, pertaining to uh, ex-offenders or people that are incarcerated, the things they need to take into effect is that, like, they have laws now that where a lot of people that are coming home that are in subsidies housing, if you're an ex, if you're an ex-offender, you can't live with your family, so that makes them homeless. You know, so we create these laws in effect that do what that that hurt re-entering citizens. You know, by not giving them a place to stay, by not giving them viable employment, because when they try to apply for a job, their background always comes, you know, a, a, in a, into effect. And then when they try to get an education, now they can't get any federal money to help them get an education. So you're taking away education, you're taking away housing, and you're taking away employment. What else do you have to live for but to recommit a crime? Because you're going to have to eat and support your family. And and in that true, I mean that that. Uh... All these supports, the things that will help you uh, change your life, are what are being taken away. And when you can't live with your family because you're not allowed to to be in the public housing, uh, then that is even going to bring you further away from the people that you love and the people who support you and can help you in this in this process. Right, because you're taking away the support system. That's right. So you're setting up returning citizens to fail without even giving them the proper opportunity. And then we look at people as numbers on a statistical chart versus as a person as and, a whole. And, and that hurts society. I mean, it, it, we've been talking mostly from the ex-offenders point of view, but this hurts society because we want people to be rehabilitated and reenter society. Absolutely. Okay. That's the purpose of having a, a prison rehabilitation system is to rehabilitate. Right. Uh, Thank you, Pastor Rand, uh, for coming in today. And uh, how can uh, people learn more about your ministry? Well, you can um, reach me at uh, Robert Rand at parkcommunitychurch.org. All right. Thank you. And if you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at 
Malkin Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243. Again, at 312-726-1243. You can also find us at Twitter and Facebook. God bless you and have a wonderful Saturday. I'm Whit Brisky, partner at Malkin Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve some.